Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing? Good morning, Jason. <laughs> how are you doing? Good, good. I, I always enjoy short weeks, so uh, this is nice, Bill. Well, we're definitely going to, you know, the hard thing for us, though, is it's just hard to get your head wrapped around the fact that it's September and summer <laughs> is technically over. And I, I know there are a lot of uh, parents out there that are just happy as they can be that school is back in session. Uh, other folks are bemoaning the fact that uh, that summer's over. Right. But it really still feels like summer. And, uh, of course, truthfully, this is my favorite time to be at the beach because there are fewer – you know, the crowds are smaller uh, and uh, the weather's just as nice, you know, even through – you know, all of September and part of October, the beach is just a wonderful place uh, to be. So anyway. <laughs> Life is good in Life that is regard. good. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, so, but it's, it's. I mean, like maybe it's age. I don't know. But it seems like uh, time just gets faster and faster and faster and faster. And so summer just whizzed by. And here it is, September. Well, speaking of life getting faster and faster and faster, you wanted to spend some time talking about how life changes for seniors. Well, I, and I, this is something that I've talked about before uh, a number of times. But the truth of the matter is that um, uh, life is different for uh, most seniors uh, and more difficult in many, many ways. You know, uh all of the advertisements have, you know, uh, uh, the uh, seniors who are retired holding hands, uh, walking into the sunset and all this other stuff. And truthfully, retirement isn't like that for most people. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, I think it's a pretty rare circumstance when uh, retirement is just a perfect situation for, uh, because there's so many things that intervene in that perfect retirement. Uh, and and two of those issues are things that I talk about uh, all the time. But uh, w- one is uh, financial concerns for a lot of folks. And for the, even those folks who were fortunate enough to have no financial concerns whatsoever, you know, there's another piece that befalls folks, uh, and it doesn't matter. Uh, whether you're rich or poor or in between, and that's health. Uh, and the bottom line is, is that as we get older, um, our health doesn't keep up with our attitude. <laughs> so it's like our bodies don't work quite as well as they did uh, 10 or 20 years ago. And it's like, well, dang, this is not right because we feel young, uh, but our bodies are basically saying – yeah, not quite. <laughs> so, yeah, there's an awful lot of stuff that we have to deal with as we get older. And some of it's not so great. Um, but, I mean, just thinking out loud in terms of, okay, what uh, does retirement age and retirement mean for folks? Well, it, the, the first thing, I mean, if you think about retirement, it basically means that you're not working anymore. 
So, or your work, you're not, maybe you're consulting now, uh, or just doing a little bit on the side to make a little extra cash. Now, there's some folks that have to work. It doesn't matter what their age is because they just don't have enough income to make it from month to month without a little extra income. Uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, uh, even folks with children, it's very, you know, the, it's not like the children can support you because you you didn't plan well enough for your retirement years because they have their own issues <laughs> to deal with um, in, in terms of, of, the, of financial issues. But, you know, obviously, if you've retired and you're you don't have that full time job anymore or any job, then at that point, guess what? You're on a fixed income. And for a lot of folks, the majority of that fixed income is what? Social Security. Now, there are uh, other folks who are fortunate enough to have a defined benefit retirement plan, which basically another way of saying that is pension, as opposed to uh, a retirement. You know, most people have retirement accounts now that are defined contribution plans. That means that you save money for retirement, but nobody's going to pay you a pension. And so those are like 401ks, uh, 403bs, IRAs, federal thrift savings plans. All of those are you save it on your own, and if you don't save it, you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but the bottom line is, um, you know, how do you – seniors have to figure out how to live on a fixed income. And for some, it's easy, but for a lot of folks, it's difficult. And guess what? We're living a whole lot longer. And each year, our fixed income, for the most part, uh, in other words, our fixed income buys less and less and less each year. Uh, so what that basically is is the risk of inflation. In other words, the cost of living goes up more than our income because our income doesn't keep up, um, and and that's a problem because most seniors don't want to lose money in the markets. Um, you know, they're and and they should be uh, careful. Uh, I mean, truthfully, seniors need to be more careful in terms of how. They invest their money, but if they're too careful, then they basically lose purchasing power every year. Um, then the, you have another big issue for seniors is the risk of running out of money. I mean, how many people want to outlive their money? To the and that's a, a bigger and bigger risk because people don't have pension plans anymore. They have their IRAs, which can run out. You know, because when you spend it, it's gone. And uh, so you have that. Uh, And, you know, I just talked about the fact that as we get older, our health isn't quite as good. Well, guess what? Uh, The the risk of a long-term care crisis is higher, much higher, as we get older. And, you know, long-term care basically means where somebody else needs to help you, uh, help take care of you because you can't do as much for yourself. It might be that you you have difficulty dressing or difficulty walking or di- difficulty providing for yourself, and that can 
be lots lots of things. You need assistance. Well, that assistance is extraordinarily expensive, and it's not covered by any uh, normal health insurance plan. It's not covered by Medicare. It's not covered uh, by your normal health insurance plan. And there are very few folks who purchase long-term care insurance. Yes, long-term care insurance covers those things, but most people wait too late uh, to look at it. You know, it, it's not a top of mind kind of thing when you're 40 or 50 years old. When you start thinking about retirement, you start, ooh, maybe I should get long-term care insurance. And then because you've had a health issue, you're not insurable anymore. Or the premiums are just way too high for you to be able to afford it on a fixed income. So um, – and that that I'd say hits more people than not. You know where uh, they're either not insurable at, when they start looking at long term care, uh, or uh, they just can't afford those premiums anymore. And that's one of the reasons I I tell folks, even though they're not thinking about it, that that parents really need to get involved and grandparents need to get involved to get their children when they're young or much younger than normal, like forty ish or early 50s, that's when folks should, uh, if not earlier, uh, look at long-term care. Um, and, and you know, all of these issues are exacerbated by uh, uh, another factor of life. We're living a lot longer. Well, if, if you live five years longer than you expect, guess what? The, the likelihood of running out of money is, is higher and your, um, your purchasing power goes down each year with your fixed income. And so all of those things uh, make life more difficult. All right. Now, I, I realize that I'm on and on and on and on, but um, it really makes a difference to folks to how do we combat those issues? How do we you know, survive and and uh, take care of these things. Well, uh, I, I know we have to take a break, but when I, when I come back, I, I want to talk about the good and the bad uh, when it comes to, to uh, some of the things that people don't think about when it comes to Medicare, which most people, when they turn 65 – Medicare is the health program that you sign up for, and it's it's uh, very it's almost impossible for folks not to um, be on Medicare. And of course, the law allows you to delay it if you work for the right employer and you're still working. But otherwise, uh, basically, when you're 65, you you convert to uh, the government. Uh, healthcare program with Medicare being the primary provider. So anyway, when we come back, that's what I want to talk about. Yep, we're going to dive into all of that. And uh, as we so often say, oftentimes you don't know what you don't know. And we're going to talk about how that can be a big issue for some folks. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. It's also where you can go to register for Bill's free seminar coming up on Wednesday, September 12th. We'll be talking about that. Plenty more in just a bit, Bill, but we need to continue uh, where we left off, and that was on the subject of Medicare. Well, and it and it's really important uh, for folks to understand Medicare. And um, as you know, uh, Medicare um, is part of our seminar, which is coming up uh, next Wednesday. And I hope folks will sign up. There are a number of reasons that this particular seminar is going to be extraordinarily important. Uh, but Medicare is one of those things that uh, has a limited coverage on long-term care. Now, that's not my focus for this morning, but uh, obviously there's some other reasons why our seminar next week is going to be extremely uh, important, um, and I hope folks will listen as it relates to that. But uh, when you turn 65, for most of us, we have to sign up for Medicare and for, for – and Medicare is an extremely important health insurance program uh, for seniors. I mean it's just – I hate to call 65-year-old seniors, but we are. And so, uh, I mean, AARP says we're seniors when we turn 50. How about that? I mean, that just really riles me. But but the bottom line is, uh, by 65, we sort of have to accept our the fact that we're getting up there. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, we are required to sign up uh, for Medicare. And if you don't sign up timely, you get penalized in a big, big way. And those penalties never go away. So, uh, and by penalties, it means you have to pay more for your Medicare coverage, which is horrible. If uh, so, it's really important that folks sign up timely for Medicare. But that's again, that's not what I, that's not my focus this morning. Um, the thing that folks need to understand about Medicare uh, is that it is your primary coverage for health. Now, our health care system in the United States is not particularly good for health insurance. As expensive as it is, um, our health insurance only – it basically covers acute care as opposed to long-term care. You know, that's that's the big hole in the safety net for medical care is that it doesn't – you know, if you have cancer or if you have a, an injury from a fall uh, or if you get sick in terms of you have uh, like the flu or pneumonia or something like that, then health insurance is going to pay for the lion's share of those costs. But if you have a different kind of disease like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or things like that, then the system really doesn't cover the the care that you need, and so you're on your own. And that's again, that's another reason why people sh- should take in our seminar because we do talk about those things and and how to get put put yourself in the best place you can be. But the bottom line is, you have to understand that Medicare becomes your primary care provider, even if you can afford supplemental health insurance, which we recommend uh, for folks who can afford it. And for those who can't afford the extra insurance to cover the gaps that Medicare does not 
pay for. Um, and, you know, it's called Medigap insurance by a lot of folks for that very reason because Medicare has a lot of gaps, a lot of copays, a lot of deductibles uh, where you're on your uh, own and you have to pay for that. But Medicare does pay for the lion's share of of um, those acute care coverages, and so it's really important. Now, one of the good things, uh, you know, that sometimes doesn't get the play it deserves is that when you go on Medicare, um, Medicare in, in a lot of ways is like um, the Affordable Care Act on steroids. It's it, it doesn't have anything about um, pre-existing uh, conditions. And so it doesn't matter what the state of your health is when you turn 65 – Medicare becomes a godsend because you're now covered where you might not have been covered before. Um, you know, one of the blessings of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare is, you know, they're, and it's not perfect. Medicare is not perfect either. That's for sure. And the Affordable Care Act could go away. Politics is playing, you know, with it. Politics is what brought it in. Politics might take it out. But it's got some wonderful things to it. It's got some bad things to it. But but the bottom line is, is that one of the blessings of the Affordable Care Act is the fact that if you had pre-existing conditions, you're now covered or you could get coverage, whereas before you could not get covered. So a lot of folks were uninsured and all those folks were using the emergency rooms in the hospitals for their primary care. Very unfortunate because it's 10 times more expensive if you go to the emergency room than just simply go to your doctor. But um, and that's you know one of the big cost savings that that folks are actually now seeing with the Affordable Care Act even though there's still a lot of uh, folks out there that think it's horrible. But the bottom line is Medicare, you know, I don't think there's any disagreement out there in the community that Medicare is a good thing. And for for a lot of folks, it's a wonderful and first time they've actually been covered for health insurance. Uh, And that makes a big difference. But there are other things about Medicare where seniors actually, who if they've been on a private insurance plan forever, and then they turn 65 and Medicare starts covering them, there's a huge change in how it works because ask any senior, ask anyone who's on Medicare what's happened if they got injured in a car accident. And, you know, it's it's no less likely that you, you can be injured uh, when you turn 65 than when you were 64 or or. Or 45. I mean, bottom line is there's always a high risk of being injured if you're in a car accident. Um, and, and the bottom line is this. Medicare requires repayment from any insurance that you might receive in a, in, in a settlement. So, for instance, you know, you got all these <clears> – excuse me – advertisements about how personal injury attorneys can get you more money, and that's really important. They do a really good job in terms of uh, that. Uh, But here's the thing is that 
if Medicare, if you've gone to the hospital, you know, for care and then you've been treated and all that good stuff, Medicare is paying the lion's share of those bills. But the big difference is, Medic, you know, unlike Medicare, private insurance doesn't get paid back. You know, there's no reimbursement if you get a, a settlement uh, from a personal injury uh, type of, of situation. Medicare, on the other hand, when you're 65, you don't get the choice. Medicare is your primary coverage. They will get paid back if you get any kind of settlement at all. They'll, In fact, they can take every penny out of your settlement, which is not fair at all, but that happens a lot. And let me, let me give you an example. Let's say somebody runs into you and they have minimum – liability coverage and so um uh and you've got $150,000 in hospital and doctor bills not unusual at all just go ask the hospital administrators how this works well then uh, then uh let's say that you've gone to a, a good attorney and uh you've gotten the best settlement that you can possibly get well guess how much that is if the person who ran into you had minimum coverage and you had minimum coverage as well on your automobile, then the best possible scenario you, – under those circumstances, you probably didn't need a lawyer because you're, the maximum you're going to get is that $50,000 from the, from the other person. Well, if you get $50,000 and, and Medicare is paid 100000 then guess what? Every penny of that settlement goes back to Medicare. You get nothing for your pain and suffering and the reimbursement uh, of any of the expenses that you've paid. Well, you know, from my perspective, when a senior gets in, injured, they deserve something too. And this is, but they, you know, so bottom line is Medicare is a compromise. Yes, people who've never been covered before get it, but you've, you've got issues like the fact that you get screwed out of a personal injury settlement where you deserve. I wish there was a compromise where you would get at least half, but that's not the way the system works. Medicare wants every blood penny back, and that's just the way it is. So seniors can get uh, – now, I will say this. It's one of the reasons why I tell everyone that they should never have minimum coverage on their automobile in terms of liability and uh, and the like because the more you have – let's say you have – $500,000 of coverage, you have to understand that the majority of people driving out there have minimum coverage. And those folks with minimum coverage, I mean, I may be wrong, but I think they're the ones who are more likely to run into you and cause injuries than the folks who have, who are more cautious and have lots and lots and lots of coverage. Well, that's why if you can afford more coverage, you should have it because then you have uninsured and underinsured motorists on your own policy. So if the person who runs into you only has $50,000 of coverage and you have 500,000, then you're covered up to 500 cuz you know, yes, you'll collect from the other driver's insurance policy and then you can collect from your own 
insurance policy, and you have a better chance of act, when you're a senior, you have a much better chance of actually recovering something um, that's worthwhile. And even after you've paid Medicare back, hopefully you still have a sufficient sum to cover your own pain and suffering and other expenses that you've had from insurance. But Medicare is going to get their money back. And that's another reason why those higher – now, I love – I know the insurance people out there, the property and casual people are going, yeah, Bill, go on, go, 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 because <laughs> uh, it's like more money for us. But the bottom line is it really is important when it comes to protecting yourself from financial loss. And, of course, when you're injured, uh, that's a double dose uh, of, uh, of problems for you because you've got a lot of extra expenses and time away from what you want to do when you're trying to recover from an injury. So, And Medicare just makes it that much worse in terms of, of that. And then I know we got to take a break, but I want to come back on uh, Medicare because there's another issue as it relates to uh, Medicare once you're 65, and that's how much you pay for Medicare. So let's do that when we come back. We will do just that. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is where you can go to register for Bill's free seminar this Wednesday, September 12th. We're going to talk about why this is a particularly crucial uh, set of seminars that we've got coming up on Wednesday. But, Bill, we need to pick up where we left off on Mm -hmm. Medicare, and you were going to talk about how much we pay, and that's important. Well, it, it is. You know, Jason, there there are a lot of folks out there that, that think that uh, all I do is uh, I'm an estate planning elder law attorney that fo- focuses on asset protection, and, and that's right on the money. I do. But at the same time, uh, I would – in some ways, I think a, a more apt description uh, sometimes would be wealth preservation specialist because, as you know, I, I do more than just legal estate planning. I also uh, do the legal and financial uh, where I can combine the two to get the best results for my clients on, from a legal perspective and a financial perspective. And I think that's important. For folks to understand because all of it ties together. You can't untie it. If you have a legal plan without a financial plan, it sometimes can mess things up. And and if you have a financial plan without a legal plan, you always will get messed up. So it's the kind of thing where you want the best result. And the only way to do it is to have it together. Um, so anyway, that that's something that's a little different about what I do and how I do it. Uh, but let's talk about Medicare. And there are a lot of folks that think that the Medicare premium is the same for everybody, and it's not. Um, now, they're, um, uh, the, for the folks who have very little income, they have just 
normal Social Security than the standard Medicare premium for Part B and Part um, um, uh, so the, the Part B is uh, Part A is covered already by the fact that you've been contributing to the system since birth <laughs> or since at least since you started working. Um, now, Part B, though, is covered by a premium that once you're on Social Security is deducted from your Social Security check. But prior to being on Social Security, you pay Medicare a quarterly premium for your coverage. And um, so right, right now, the standard amount for folks who are not grandfathered to a lesser um, is about $134 a month for Part B. Now, Part D, as in dog, the dr- which is for drugs, um, that can vary depending on how you get your prescriptions. In other words, what plan you have chosen. And there are different Part D plans that you can choose from, and some uh, are more expensive than others. But, uh, I mean, that's another thing that makes seniors' life more complicated uh, if they're uh, if they have a choice in terms of what plan they want to be on, they have to re um, look at those plans each and every year and determine which plan will work best for them. Another complication that most people don't have to deal with. And then the other thing for seniors is the um, some folks can't f- afford supplemental insurance or the Medigap insurance. And so instead, they choose what's called a Part C plan, which is a Medicare uh, Advantage plan. So that's Part C and Medicare Advantage, same thing. Well, uh, and so sometimes the Medicare Advantage plans um, are uh, better for folks that don't have um, – uh, can't afford the Medigap or um, uh, the supplemental insurance plans. And those plans can vary in price as well, Part C, Medicare Advantage plans. And again, seniors have to look each year at those plans to see what they've taken away, what they've added, and if there's a better plan out there that will suit their particular individual needs. Because Part D and Part C plans uh, are all about the individual. I mean, even spouses should not necessarily be on the same plan because we're all individuals health-wise, and sometimes one plan will work far better than another. But again, that makes our lives that much more complicated uh, and, and difficult to deal with each, each and every year. But how much we pay is – and this may surprise you. Did you know how much you pay for Medicare is based on the previous year's income tax return. So the bottom line is if you have uh, I- income, if you're still working, you know, take me, for example, I'm still working. <laughs> got to work. Got to pay the bills. Uh, well, the bottom line is I have to pay more, a lot more for uh, my Medicare premium than the uh, most seniors. Uh, because it's based on my income tax, and it's called Irma's. So if you have, if you know anybody called Irma, then give her a hard time. Because I'll tell you what, the in, uh, the the way it works now 
is that Irma is not a good person. I mean, Irma uh, (laughs) – I shouldn't say that. Irma is the one who costs a lot of money. Let's put it that way. Um, And and it's about your tax return. So – and it can even be about capital gains tax. In other words, when you sell some – Stock you've owned some long, for a long, long time, and so you have a good bit of capital gains added to your um, regular income. It can cost you more than just the capital gains tax because if you get hit with Miss Irma, then your um, the cost of your monthly premium can go up from one hundred and thirty four dollars even above $400 a month because of that extra income that you had in the previous year. So if there's anything you can do to avoid that, that's good. And so here's a trick for at least one thing that happens to a lot of seniors, and it's a surprise when they get that Social Security bill. Um, Now, if you sell your primary home, which a lot of seniors do, you know, because they're downsizing or they're moving to be close to the grandchildren, happens all the time, Um, you have an exemption from income tax, okay? Now, a single person has a $250,000 exemption from income tax on the sale of their primary residence. And a married couple has a $500,000 exemption. So most seniors, when they sell their home, do not have to pay income tax based on the sale of their home. However, uh, you don't have that. Now, even though you don't have to pay income tax on it, you could get – Miss Irma could raise her head and say, ha-ha, you got more income, so you got to pay us more for our premium. So – Here's a trick that can help a lot of folks who need to sell their home. There is uh, an Internal Revenue Code rule that allows a an owner who is selling their home, primary home, to send an affi- you know sign an affidavit and give it to the closing attorney, not to send the 1099 to the Internal Revenue Service. So if you're single and you're selling your primary residence for less than $250,000, then the code allows you to send in the affidavit to the closing attorney. If you're a married couple, then you have the $500,000 exemption. So if your home's under five hundred, again, you can send in the affidavit telling the closing attorney not to send a 1099 uh, to the Internal Revenue Service. Well, and the reason is real simple. You don't have to pay income tax on it, so, you know, but, but the, uh, and the, the code allows for that. Well, guess what? Uh, now, you have to make darn sure that the closing attorney or the closing company in other states, uh, fortunately in North Carolina, you have to have an attorney do the closing here. That's not true in every state. And, um, you know, I've, I've never had an attorney say, no, uh, we're going to send in a 1099 otherwise. But when I've dealt with real estate out of North Carolina, I've had companies say, no, 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 it's our policy. We're going to send a 1099 whether you send us an affidavit or not. So outside of North Carolina, you have to be really careful and make darn sure that whoever's closing the um, the loan will accept the affidavit not to turn in the 1099. 
Well, the bottom line is if there's no 1099, then it doesn't show up to in your uh, tax return at all, whether it's uh, taxable income or not. So guess what? That affidavit could save you hundreds or thousands of dollars in the next year's uh, Medicare premiums. So that's important for folks to know that they have the right to do that affidavit. And we do the affidavit uh, fairly often, quite frankly, for our clients, but most people don't know that you can actually do that. You know, again, you know, you can go back to the to to uh, what we say, you don't know what you don't know, and what you don't know sometimes can save you a lot of money. <laughs> it certainly can, and that's just not a lot of – that's not something that I think a lot of people would think could happen. So it's it's good to know that that is an option available, and that's a, a good tip from you, Bill. Well, stick around. We're going to talk about our seminars coming up this Wednesday on September 12th. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Good Saturday morning to you. We are, uh, Bill, right up against uh, some seminars here coming up on Wednesday, September 12th. And uh, earlier in the program, you mentioned that these are going to be some critical seminars in terms of timing. Well, that's right, because Medicaid laws change. And, of course, a big focus of our seminar is on Medicaid and how to receive government financial assistance for long-term care, which most seniors, unfortunately, have to deal with at some point. Uh, And it's really important. Uh, Now, what's different this time is that we have uh, something new in North Carolina uh, which is called enhanced uh, state recovery for Medicaid. Now, Medicaid's always had a state recovery, but this is uh, a more aggressive a state recovery on the part of North Carolina. So what's a state recovery? That basically means when you receive Medicaid, uh, the state of North Carolina at your death attempts to collect um, what they've paid out in Medicaid. Well, the enhanced uh, rules basically go to they can jump from one spouse to the other spouse for Medicaid estate recovery. Now, these rules um, have been approved, but it hadn't gone through rulemaking yet, so it's a little premature, even though I've already seen some enhanced estate recovery letters go out. And so um, – uh, the the what I'm saying is the rules of the game are changing right now. So this is going to be one of the most important seminars that we do. Um, I I can't say that I have uh, all of the solutions yet, but I'm working very hard on that, and I'm pretty good in terms of out of the box thinking on how to avoid a state recovery. But the bottom line is this is going to be one of the more important seminars. And, of course, every seminar after this is going to be important too. But but this is going to be the first since we've seen 
the enhanced estate recovery for Medicaid because there's two parts of Medicaid. One is eligibility. We've always always been great at getting folks eligible for Medicaid. Middle-class families, we can get them eligible. But now we have to go a step uh, farther than ever before in terms of protecting assets from uh, enhanced estate recovery for Medicaid. It's going to be really important. Yeah, it, it will be. And folks have, uh, I believe, three opportunities to come by and get some important information from you on Wednesday. Is that right? Absolutely. 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 6.30 in the evening. So we have three uh, seminars. Of course, as you know, they're free. Uh, there's no meal involved. Uh, you know, we don't even do bread and water. <laughs> but the, but the uh, a great uh, uh, educational experience for folks. Excellent, excellent. And again, you can go to WGALaw.com to register for free for this Wednesday's seminar. That's WGALaw.com. You can also call the office at 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. Again, that's how you can register for free for one of uh, the seminars this Wednesday, September 12th. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more information about him at WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for this Wednesday's seminars. Again, there are three seminars that you can attend for free. We do ask that you register in advance, and you can do that online at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. Or you can call Bill's office at 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand to register for this Wednesday's seminars. And if uh, you can't wait till Wednesday, well, you can catch Bill tomorrow morning on the CW twenty two for his TV show Money Secrets. And Bill, you also have a, a book out that's available on Amazon by the same name, Money Secrets with Bill and Mike. And this is just a, another opportunity for folks to get some great financial tips like the ones that you've shared with us today. Well, I, I appreciate that, but this seminar is going to be really important. So I hope folks. We'll go ahead and sign up for it. Excellent. Again, WGALaw.com is the place to go or call Bill's office at 919-256-7000. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection today. We really appreciate you taking the the time here to spend with us and to hopefully uh, educate yourself on how to protect your assets and continue to uh, protect your wealth. We will do this again next Saturday. Please join us at 11 o'clock. It's when we do this. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great weekend.